to protect and serve a police officer's creed. Today on the Live, Learn, and Play podcast, we talk with Steve Shamness, a North Little Rock police officer, ACH family advisor, and most importantly, father to Zach. Steve discusses the journey that his son and family endured after Zach was diagnosed with a stage four brain tumor. The Live, Learn, and Play podcast is about the people, places, and programs at Arkansas Children's. Please rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to hear more inspiring stories about the patients and families of Arkansas Children's. Now, here's Steve. On today's episode of the Live, Learn, and Play podcast, we are talking with Steve Shamness. He is a fab dad and an advisor. FAB stands for Family Advisory Board, and he is an advisor to our HEMOC unit here at Arkansas Children's. And Steve is also the first dad we've interviewed, so welcome to the show, Steve. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here. Thank we you. we are excited that you're here and excited to hear uh, your perspective from a dad's point of view. So let's start with uh, what brought you to Arkansas Children's, and we want to hear about your son, especially uh, patient here, Zach. So tell us about Zach. Yeah. Um, so in November of 2013, uh, when Zach was 23 months old, we were diagnosed with uh, desmoplastic nodular medulloblastoma, uh, which is a stage four brain, uh, brain tumor uh, cancer. Um, so we, uh, we had a, a, quite a journey even leading up to that. But um, when we, uh, uh, we went from getting diagnosed to having brain surgery the next day and uh, spending some time on uh, the neuro floor and recovering from that and then um, uh, getting introduced to Dr. Sailors and uh, Dr. Colorado, um, who really kind of initially sold us on ACH. Um, and then uh, going through our first round of chemo and uh, coming home right, uh, right before Thanksgiving or right at Thanksgiving. Uh, that was kind of our first month here was kind of a whirlwind, um, so to speak. Okay, so backing up a little bit, <clears throat> you just shared mm-hmm. a lot there. Yes. What first, um, first of all, what were some of the symptoms Zach had? And then what, um, what brought you here? And then, as you say, what sold you on Arkansas Children's? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we, he started with fevers, um, and just kind of not really acting like himself at times, uh, very, very clingy, um, which was not really his style for the first few months of his life. Um, he was very independent right away. Uh, so the clinginess kind of was kind of like going backwards a little bit. So, um, when he started running fevers consistently on and off, um, we began taking him into the doctor um, we could never, for whatever reason, couldn't get into our PCP. Um, and, uh, so we just kept taking him back and they kept telling us a different thing, uh, fever virus. Uh, he's got a cold, he's got, you know, um, certainly it was never, Hey, he's got a brain tumor, you know? Um, so we, uh, time went on. Um, we noticed he was having some trouble walking. Um, and he would do some odd things like he'd be playing and then all of a sudden he would just kind of wander off and stop and just lay down flat on his back on the hardwood floor. And that was kind of odd. Um, and then he was having problems walking like down the hall. He'd put his little hand up against the wall as he walked down the, down the hallway. And he really wanted to be carried almost everywhere. Um, in the middle of October, 
I, uh, I was called, uh, my wife called me in the morning. I was working midnight shift at the time. And um, she said, hey, you're gonna have to skip your workout this morning. You need to come home because he's running another fever and I can't miss a, you know work today. So you have to stay, you know, just come straight home. So I did and um, went home and uh, got him in bed, just kind of laid down and, and um, uh, tried to keep him cool and, and comfortable. And um, I fell asleep. Well, I get, he wakes me up by slapping me in the face and crying. And uh, so we go into the, uh, I feel his forehead and he's just blazing hot, just on fire. And I'm like, oh my gosh, baby. So I scoop him up and I take him into the kitchen and I'm standing there and he's crying and I'm trying to get some Tylenol ready um, to give him some Tylenol. And as I'm doing that, I'm watching him and he kind of stops crying for a second, looks at me with this blank stare. And I was like, what's, that's not right. And he started to fall backwards. I caught him right before he hit the ground and he had a seizure right in my hands, uh, which I've never had anything like that with my own child. Um, you know, uh, being in, in, in law enforcement, I've had a lot, I've seen a lot of things, uh, but when it's your own kid, it's, it's definitely uh, a big deal. And uh, so I, uh, I scooped him up after, after the seizure, um, took him to straight to children's, um, to the ER, um, uh, called my wife on the way and said, Hey, meet me over there. Um, so she did. They said it was a febrile seizure. He just got too hot too fast. Um, but they wanted to schedule him for, um, an EEG, uh, to make sure that he did, wasn't epileptic or anything like that. So that was kind of the concern at the time. So tell us more about your expectations from the EEG. What were you thinking they were looking for or hoping to find? Um, to my understanding was that it was basically to kind of uh, measure uh, brain waves and activity um, and to uh, rule out epilepsy. I think that was the main concern at that point for us. We got him home. Um, we were finally uh, able, able to get a, an appointment with uh, Dr. Choate, who was our, our PCP at the time. He's, he's retired now. God bless him. Wish he wasn't. Um, but uh, he, um, he brought us in. Uh, talked to us, listened to our story, and he was like, I, don't, I really don't like the way that this is sounding and the, how long it's been going on. We're literally pulling onto the parking lot here uh, at ACH and uh, got the phone call uh, from Dr. Choate. And he said, I, I hate doing this over the phone, but I know you guys are going to be at Children's this morning. I've already called Dr. Sharp. He's going to meet you on the neurology floor. I do not like what I see on this MRI. It looks like a tumor. It looks like medulloblastoma to me. And um, so we're just like getting all the air sucked out of you. Um, we kind of wandered like a couple of zombies with Zach up to the neurology floor, and we're sitting in the waiting room after we check in, and the nurse comes out. She had no idea. God bless her. She was amazing. Um, she came out and said, okay, we're ready for your EEG. When my wife just busted out in tears. I don't think we're going to need that. And she's like, oh my gosh. So she quickly ushered us into a room um, and got us out of the wedding room. And, um, uh, you know, we told her what our doctor had just told us, told us, and that Dr. Sharp and Dr. Albert were on their way down to talk to us. And I think it's worth noting in your professional life, you are a police officer for the for North Little Rock, you are used to dealing with emergencies. How different was it when it was affecting you and your own son and your family? Uh, I, I 
hundred percent will say that it's it was a completely emotional experience, being that it was personal. Um, when I'm at work, uh, see some pretty horrible, awful things, uh, and it does affect you emotionally and personally, but it doesn't at that time because you're being professional and it's, it's your job to take care of people. And so that's what you want to do. Um, but when it's your kid, um, it's definitely, you know, kind of gets real at that point for, for in the moment. So tell us more about what happened when you meet Dr. Sharp and what he says and what the next step is for Zach and for your family. So uh, Dr. Sharp was was uh, uh, outstanding, amazing. Uh, he came in and uh, was um, got right to the point, said, uh, this looks like medulloblastoma to me. Um, we need to get a better picture of it, so we need to admit you guys right away. We need to get you in for an MRI tonight, sedated, so that we can get a good picture of it. And uh, we'll be doing surgery tomorrow morning. Um, and Dr. Albert was with him, and Dr. Albert is the one that did the surgery, and uh, also uh, just brilliant, amazing man. So um, that was kind of our our next step was just kind of getting that MRI and getting admitted for the night and calling family. So that was a pretty quick change of events coming in for what you thought was an EEG, and now you need surgery the next day. What was surgery day like, and how long did it take? Uh Wow. Uh, it was a blur. Um, looking back on it now, um, it, uh, it took about six hours, a little over six hours, I think. Um, Dr. Albert was able to get the entire tumor, which is a big, big deal if you're a medulo kid. Um, it really uh, decreases the chance of recurrence. So uh, that was a big deal. Um, it, the biggest thing I remember about that day was um, the waiting room. Uh, we had well over a hundred people pass through the waiting room um, from from my work, from my wife's work, and from uh, church. And uh, some of them sat there all day with us. And uh, that was a that was a big deal. That was kind of the first uh, like real sign of how much support we really had. After surgery, what? Kind of what happens next? What is your, what is Zach's prognosis? What are your, what? It, how is your family feeling? And what? It, what are the next steps? Okay, um, so we were up in, on the neuro floor and uh, recovering, and uh, actually went to pick you for a little while, and then we went to neuro. Um, on neuro, uh, Doctor Sailors and Doctor Colorado um, came in to visit with us. Um, that was really the defining moment for my wife and I, as far as uh, ACH goes. Um, Dr. Sailors and Dr. Colorado came in and laid it all out and said, this is what you have. Um, we, this is, so far, this is what the treatment protocol is. Um, stay away from Dr. Google. It's not going to be good. Um, he was prepared. Um, I swear the man should give a class on bedside manner for doctors. Um, He's the most amazing, brilliant man I've ever met, I think. Um, he had literature with him, um, gave it to us to, to educate us, said, uh, th- these are your options. Here's where you can go, laid it all out, said, um, you know, your treatment protocol is going to be similar here. It's going to be the same here. It's going to be similar here. Um, and then he ended with, um, the bottom line is, we want to treat your child here at ACH. We believe we can beat this here. And that was all we needed to hear. My wife and I were like, 
yeah, okay. Yeah, we're, you couldn't get us at that moment. We were dug in like ticks. You couldn't get us out of here. Well, we're, we were, we're ready to do what we needed to do. So you met with Dr. Sailors and Dr. Colorado, and you said that that was a defining moment, and you chose Zach's care here, but you could have gone somewhere else. What, what, were, what were your thoughts about going somewhere else compared to Arkansas Children's? Yeah, so uh, at the time, um, we really didn't know what to do. Um, we didn't know, you know, we knew we had options. We, we knew there were other children's hospitals. We knew, um, we knew that. Um, but, um, but we, you know, we were still kind of in that state of shock, you know, and, um, uh, with Dr. Sailors, um, you know, he was able to kind of lay it on, on the line and, and really explain things in a way that we understood. And, and I've thought about this a lot over the, over the years since, uh, um, from diagnosis on, on to where we're at now. And, uh, the best way that I can describe the way that he kind of handled himself is, uh, professionalism delivered with empathy. And that was really not the first time that I had experienced that here. Um, and I've continued to experience that here. So now Zach is now you talked about from now, from diagnosis to now, Mm -hmm. your role here at Arkansas Children's has, has changed. You've gone from just being a patient family to actually getting involved with our family advisory board and being an advisor for our HEMOC unit. Why is that important for you to, to give back in that way? Well, uh, to me, it is all about staying connected and um, making sure that I'm giving back to everyone that gave so much to us. Um, they gave us more than just our son back. You know, they gave us uh, hope. They gave us a family, a, a, a family that you never wanted to have, but you're so glad you had. You know, you, 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 didn't, uh, you didn't know about these wonderful people until you had this experience, you know. So uh, it's, a, it's a bad experience to, 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 to have, but uh, if, you know, uh, if you got to do it, uh, you want to do it with the right people. Um, so I want to give back to those people and help them as much as I can possibly help them. And about these families and these kiddos, um, and just taking care of them and loving on them and just making sure that they have everything that they need uh, while they're struggling. So what exactly does being an advisor look like? Right. So it's kind of a, um, I look at it, I don't know how much of an advisor I am, <laughs> um, but uh, I look at it as a, a, a listener. Um, I, I listen to families. I listen to uh, issues. Um, I listen to where they're happy, uh, things that we could do better. Um, I listen to what their needs are um, and uh, just try to find ways to, to, to educate them if they need uh, information um, and ways to assist them and ways to empower them and um, help them along through their journey. Um, and as far as like what I do, I will literally do anything. I will go get pizza. I will go, I will clean a bathroom. I, I mean, I do not care. I'm not beyond doing anything. Um, I, would, I would do anything for ACH. I'd do anything for those families. Excellent. One of uh, the nursing directors here has, has said that you have a saying that you can't have Zach without ACH. Yes. Tell us more about what that means. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, we, we kind of came up with that um, later in our uh, experience. Um, 
it uh, it's kind of hit us one day, you know, um, Zach's name, you know, Z-A-C-H. It's, you know, Zachary being his full name, he goes by Zach, you know. And I was like, you know, you can't spell Zach without A-C-H, and we couldn't have Zach without A-C-H. Um, you know, his life was saved many, many times here. Um, and uh, he's he spent a lot of time on the vent and PICU. Um, uh, three stem cell transplants. Uh, a lot of kids don't, you know, make it through one or two sometimes. And, and here at ACH, we've got a really good success rate. Without ACH, without the nurses, without the doctors, um, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have Zach. So. You mentioned earlier that Arkansas Children's gave you your son back. What was, how, how did his, uh, what changed after surgery? Because for the first two years of his life, really, it sounded like he was, he was pretty sick and just lots of fevers. So what, what was life like with the almost over two-year-old after surgery? <laughs> so um, really, uh, we, we went through quite a bit with the uh, the treatment protocol and and um, just getting him back to where uh, he could start being a normal kid again uh, and that we weren't in the hospital you know all the time um, so really it wasn't until um, you know we kind of finished radiation in August of 2014 um, that uh, you know he was able to kind of start uh, really being a, a normal kid and um you know we had the audiology stuff he has some some hearing loss from the from the chemo so he wears hearing aids now um and things like that a lot of families know know that end of it a lot of the medulla kids and stuff especially um that go through that um and and they there's never been a point where um zach has not wanted to be lively um he always wanted to play no matter how sick he was. Uh, we, we'd get out of bed. He wanted to, me to ride him around in the, in the wagon. Of course, he was neutropenic at the time. We could only go in circles around 4K. And, uh, you know, I know so many families up there understand what I'm talking about when I'm, when I'm saying these things. But, but these kids are so resilient and amazing. And, uh, you know, I'll, I know that the nurse is one of my questions when I first, when we first were uh, admitted was, you know, how do you do this with, with the kids all the time? And all the nurses basically tell you the same thing. It's like, we would rather be with these kids than adults. You know, these kids are resilient. They don't, you know, they're just in here fighting. They're all warriors and they're all just, you know, um, uh, inspirational. And we, Zach just celebrated a birthday recently. Tell us about that. Yeah. So Zach is eight years old now. Um, and this past August, we uh, uh, had our, it was kind of our, kind of the, bi- the biggest deal so far. Anyway, uh, we had five years post-treatment uh, August 2nd. So uh, August 2nd marked, um, he ended chemo on August 1st, 2014. Um, so we're officially five years past post-treatment. Uh, so his eighth birthday, uh, was kind of a, a big, it's kind of a big deal. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a, that kid lives life like nobody I have ever seen. He's uh, full of fire all the time. So what does eight-year-old Zach like to do? Everything. Um, <laughs> he loves to run. Uh, this kid loves to run. Um, I don't think he walks too many places, um, especially inside, which is a problem from time to time. Uh, but uh, he loves to run. Uh, he loves basketball. Uh, in fact, he got a basketball goal for his birthday, um, so which I'm still putting together. Um, but uh, yeah, he loves sports. Uh, he loves running. Um, and 
he loves laughing. He, I think that he's probably the class clown of his class. Uh, he's constantly trying to joke around and, and have fun, and uh, the, he gets more out of life, I think, than anybody I've ever known. You mentioned Dr. Sailors. Is there any other person or a story that you will take with you from Arkansas Children's? Uh, yeah, um, so many, like literally thousands. Um, I I know that uh, you guys probably can tell. I can talk for a long time about this stuff, um, but uh, it, without you know, without crying, I'll do my best to uh, think of a couple things here. Um, the, first and foremost, I got to love on my nurses, uh, uh, the 4K nurses, um, and and we had nurses uh, from PICU that were amazing. Um, we had, uh, you know, Mindy from PICU was one of, uh, Zach's favorites. And, uh, there were so many others that were, that were great on neuro and, and everywhere else. But our 4k nurses, uh, we just love them to pieces. Um, they could not be more special to us and they could not be more important to those kids and families up there. Um, there were several times when I credit a nurse specifically for saving his life. Um, uh, Crystal and, um, uh, Julia, uh, are, are two that, um, uh, Julia was the first uh, one to send Zach to pick you, um, and uh, he went on my older son's uh, birthday um, on April 25th of 2014. I'll never forget it. Uh, I was supposed to go home that night to be with uh, and uh, to be with Kyle, my my older son, who's now 13. Um, and uh, instead, we went to pick you. Um, and I can remember um, he. Uh, wanted to be next to me all the time. So they just put me in the bed and let him lay on my uh, chest. And they wheeled us down to pick you in that bed. Um, This was all because Julia noticed some things about his breathing and about his skin color and some things that was not correct and didn't look good. Um, So I can remember when we pulled into the room and uh, Julia and uh, Laura had walked down with us and uh, I picked up my phone and I dialed my wife's number. And when she answered the phone, I, I couldn't talk. And uh, Laura took the phone from me and uh, talked to my wife for me out in the hall and uh, uh, got my wife here. Um, and that was kind of our first trip down. Um, our third trip down um, was due to Crystal. Um, she uh, noticed some things about his skin tone and breathing, and um, the uh, doctor, uh, God bless her at the time, was a resident, and I do not think she knew really what to do. Uh, Crystal had no problem pulling the, uh, uh, you know, pushing the button and getting the crash team up and, and uh, got Zach down there, and that day he was intubated, um, which wa- uh, watching Dr. Green and the uh, nurses uh, in PICU uh, do that was absolutely amazing. It was like watching, I, I kind of went out of my body for a little minute because of just the situation, the gravity of the situation, your kids getting intubated, uh, was scary enough, but watching them do their job in that moment and watching Dr. Green, like a conductor orchestrating everything. Absolutely amazing. I cannot have more respect for those people. And going back to your family advisory board and advisory service, when did you when did it hit you that I need to, to get involved and give back to other families? So we, uh, I think initially it was um, 
anytime that we were in the hospital, we wanted to make sure that, um, and this could be for anything, um, we wanted to make sure that we took Zach up to 4K. We wanted the nurses to see him and to see a success story and to see how well he's doing. Um, because it's not all, you know, it's it's rough job sometimes up there. And uh, those, those uh, nurses really go through a lot. We want them to see something that they did. And, and so it kind of started with that. Um, and then one day in uh, clinic, when we were in clinic for an appointment, we, um, so I saw a handout that said family advisory board for 4k for HEMOC. And I was like, what, this is a thing I can do this. Yeah, I've got to do this. I have to do this. This is absolutely the most important thing you could do. And it gave me a way to, to, to help and to stay connected and, and to, uh, uh, be a part of this amazing hospital. Steve, we are so glad you are part of our fat family advisory board and an advisor here. Um, so thank you for all you do for patients and families here at Arkansas Children's. And happy birthday, belated birthday to Zach. And thank you for your time. I'm proud to do it. I'm honored to do it. I love to do it. And uh, I'll be involved here as long as y'all let me. All right. Thank you. Thank you. An incredible story about Zach. Hearing this from Steve, a dad and police officer, was so unique and offered a very distinct perspective. We really want to thank Steve for sharing a very emotional and difficult story, and we are happy that Zach is doing so well and is celebrating his most recent birthday. The Live, Learn, and Play podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and on the Arkansas Children's website. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we will be back next month with a brand new episode telling the stories of the patients and families of Arkansas Children's.